This is working to beat. It is Thursday, April 21st, 2022. I'm Kevin Cooney. Good to have everybody back here. Give me what you can. Jam-packed show, as you can imagine. A lot of hoops on the agenda as we uh, resume our podcasting. Um, and with a special guest today. And obviously, we will get to the Sixers, we should point out, in our second segment. Obviously, they are one went away from beating out the Toronto Raptors after Joel Embiid's uh, three-pointer at the horn last night. But if you know Mike and I, and you know our guest, you would have an idea what our first topic is going to be. And it's going to be the sudden retirement of Jay Wright. So joining Mr. Kern, how are you? Yo. Yo. It wasn't sudden, but well, it was only sudden us because we didn't know. Yeah. And joining us now, uh, the former longtime beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, uh, who he's still he's still there. Also, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can check out any time you like, but you can never leave, as the Eagles once sang. That's right. And a longtime Penn State beat writer, and uh, brought back obviously because of the special occasion. It's our buddy Joe Giuliano. Joe, how are you? Hey, good, Kevin. Hello, and hello, Michael. When we playing golf, Joe? Uh, I have a date for you. We'll talk later. Are you going? Okay, yeah, we, yeah, we have to talk later. Okay, um, we, got, we got media days coming up, pal. Plenty of them. Well, Joe. I'll, all right, I'll ask both of you. Um, I think it was a surprise to a lot of people last night when it rippled through from Shams Tremania uh, that Jay was considering retiring. Uh, let, let's start with Joe. Joe, obviously, you covered him through New Year's Eve this year um, when you took the buyout, and you you were around after that as well. Were you surprised that Jay decided this was the time to to check out? Oh, absolutely surprised, no question about it. I I had no idea this was coming. Of course, I wasn't with them in the second half of the season, so I didn't have a chance to really talk a lot with Jay or even uh, tune into the uh, Zoom calls that they would make available. Um, but yeah, I, I'm totally shocked, uh, for him to pack it in at age 60, you know, still in good shape. Um, but you know, the, the, the more I've been listening to podcasts and reading stories today about, uh, you know, just what happened, um, you know, it, it just seemed like it was getting to be a little too much. Uh, first of all, it was, you know, 38 days on the road last summer, uh, with the Olympic team, uh, for USA basketball. And then having to come back, prepare for a season, um, and then, uh, you know, go through the season. But uh, you have transfer portal now with, you know, uh, having to re-recruit all your players at the end of a season. Uh, you have NIL, name, image, and likeness uh, uh, concerns. Um, COVID was always uh, still on the back burner. Um So, yeah, there was a lot of stress on every college basketball coach this year, and Apparently, Jay decided that hey, this was—it's uh, time to do something else. Mike, same question to you. Yeah, I'm, I would echo most of those sentiments, and it's been a rough two years on all of us, right? I mean, the whole world—it's been a, a rough couple of years. Uh, we all thought Jay had the best job in America, or at least he—I mean, I think in his mind he had the best job in America, and we all kind of assumed, you know, I don't know if I thought he would coach 10, 12 more years, but four or five, whatever, but it was funny. I texted Dean Kennefick last night, uh, Villanova 
you know, SID. Um, and I said, wow, you know, whatever. And his response to me was that, now I don't know if this is in Villanova circles or whatever, that Jay had always talked about when he got to like his early 60s, you know, don't expect him to be around until he's 70. Now, I don't know if he'd ever expressed that to us because, again, when you're 55, who brings that up, right? I mean, right. you know, and he gets asked every year at the end of a season. I'm getting it. You know, one of the stories I read today, you know, that people would ask him about it. And, you know, he kind of, you know, you answer questions how you answer questions. But it's surprising. But I think when you sit back and think about it, for the reasons that Joe kind of pointed out, maybe it's not surprising. And, again, like, I don't know – you know, will Jay coach somewhere else? Whatever. Will another opportunity? Who knows? Who knows what? But you know, coaching that Olympic team last year—that was not an easy experience. And you know, they they lost the first two games, and they were taking crap. And and then you know, you bring up the NBA. Everybody assumed that Jay might want to go to the NBA. Maybe being around those NBA guys last year, you, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe he sees what Doc Rivers is going through this year. Maybe he just wants to spend time. You know, with his family more, though I know his family's grown up now, but he's got, you know, he's got grandkids, I think, or, or, or they'll be on the way soon. He's got kids. He's got his wife. He's got his family. I don't know. You, you know, 35 years does take a toll, right? And, and you know, it's funny because uh, you were texting some source. Uh, you texted, obviously, Dean. Uh, I texted a couple other sources, and I'm sure, Joe, you were doing the same thing last night when, when you heard it. Um the one reaction I got from a source, and it was this morning, was I'm like, were you surprised? He goes, no. He goes, he had grown tired of kind of what Joe had said. He had yeah. grown tired of kind of the atmosphere of college basketball. And, and, yep. and Joe, this was something that Mike Krzyzewski on his way out the door during the Final Four talked about a lot. And you're seeing um, Seth Davis has mentioned it today. Jay Billis has mentioned it today. Um this is a this is a I mean a seventy five year old retiring that doesn't raise an alarm bell a sixty year old at the prime of his career retiring for maybe those reasons and we'll find out more at his press conference I'm sure tomorrow uh, that that has to be concerning I would assume to a lot of people within the college basketball world correct oh definitely you know for a guy to be in the really in the prime of his career having all the success that he's had making another Final Four team, uh, you know, with a team that, you know, really got about as much as it could out of its personnel. Um, you know, that, that, that really made it, uh, you know, a pretty surprising development. Um, but, you know, you also have to think of, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on mental health, and I have no idea if J- Jay is, you know, I, w- I was asked a couple times today, it, was it something – something wrong with his health or his family. And I said, to my knowledge, no, yeah, same here. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you just, you just, you just hear this happening and, and it kind of sobers you a little bit about, you know, that, Hey, you know, no, no career is guaranteed to us and we have to just go along as, as the best we can and, and do what's right for us and our family. You know, the other way, Kevin, though, of looking at this is think about this. In the last, let's just take the last eight, nine years, since like 2013, let's say, yeah. what they've accomplished. They've been a one or a two seed six times, I think. I could be off one there. Maybe it's seven. 
Uh, they've won two titles. They've mm-hmm. been to three Final Fours. They also lost in the first, ra- the second round, like, you know, all those times we were talking about. Other times, yeah. So maybe Jay sits there at some point and says, what more am I going to do? Like, am, you know, am I going to try to win a third national title? Well, that's certainly, or a fourth, maybe. Who knows? But again, like, they may, you know, he could coach another 10 years and never get to another Final Four. I mean, I, I don't know this, but, you know, at some point, I think, you know, and, and it just seemed like Krzyzewski, was, he was going to do it till, you know, you said 75 and then, you know, make it all about him on the way out the door. The, the best thing I can say about Jay is he was never going to do that. He, no. well, he did it on his own terms. Right. Right. And it was never about Jay ever. He never lost sight of that. He was always Jay. He never, I don't think Jay and Joe, you, I mean, you, you know, me and you were there around him for a long time. I don't think the Jay of like 2012, let's say when they, they had that horrendous year, was no, much no. different than the Jay of 2019. Okay. He really never changed. You're right. I mean, he, he's always been the same guy. You know, humble, you know, uh, treating people the way you'd like to be treated. I mean, never, never a complaint, you know, never an unanswered question, maybe sidestepped a little bit, but sure. never. Never an unanswered question. You know, he says, hey, I'll, I'll, you asked me the question and I'm going to answer it. He says, or else I, I, w- I wouldn't volunteer, you know, said information. But, hey, that's, that's just and the other thing you guys a, know, a pleasure you guys to deal this. with. You guys know this, and I've been told this. I'm sure you both have been told. The way he co- – he's intense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can wear on his players. We, we've heard that. Like, I mean, even though we don't see that kind of – he can be an SOB, you, mm-hmm. you know, in that – Maybe that takes a toll, too. You know, you do that for 21 years here, and I don't know what the 10 years at Hofstra were like or, you know, whatever. And before that, he was, you know, Rowley's assistant and was, you know, all those kind of things. Eddie Burke, right. Yeah, I mean, maybe you just wake up one day and you look around, you got a beautiful wife, you got a beautiful family, life is good. And, you know, Villanova, he's still going to be Villanova's ambassador from, from what they're kind of saying. So, you know, he'll probably still get to see people and help raise money and, and maybe help Kyle if Kyle needs to lean on somebody. Or, But, you know, maybe that was yeah, – maybe it's as simple as that. I don't know. You know, because we're trying to make – you know, everybody wants to come up with reasons. You know, like well, Somebody last night actually said to me, is there any kind of a scandal? I'm like, no, I, well, said, we've I don't been, think so. We, we've had that call, remember, well, on the, yeah. the one December night when there was this false rumor going around and all of us had to go hunt it down. And Hey, I had to hunt that down for like three months. Yeah. Even after – don't even go there. Uh, Please, I, stop. No, that I know. It was horrible. It was brutal. It was, it was yeah, totally made up. We left that story to the Daily News to research. (laughs) (laughs) Every time my boss, hey, every time it would happen and they caught the people and my, and my boss would say to me, Hey, you got to call them. And I'm like, but I've called them. And one time Dean got on the phone with me and said, Mike, you're the only one calling. I said, but my boss is asking. And I mean, Dean and I never get into whatever's. Yeah. And I was just at my breaking point and, and, and Jay sat down with me and told me it. I mean, his wife sat down with me and talked. I mean, everybody talked to me. And then finally it went away. And But, it, you know, it was rough there for a while. The the one thing, I think, I don't want to say there's revisionist history, okay? But this is one of those things, and we'll eventually get to Kyle uh, Neptune, the, the new coach, in a minute or two here. But, uh, Joe... Mike, you were still covering Temple, I think, when when Jay took over, 
Joe, you you were out. I, I, yeah, I, I was in 08 was right. when I started doing them. Joe, you you were still you were doing the main line. I think from the day he walked in, right? Well, yeah, when he signed in 01, and then the the first uh, then you went the to first six- two seasons. I did him, and then I, I moved to the Sixers, Sixers for four years. Right. So I I, I missed uh, five years there. Joe had the Joe had the recruiting class. Mm. That first big recruiting class. Yeah, but Joe, I think people think that. Well, he walked in. It's Villanova, you know, and it was a great situation to walk into for him out of Hofstra. It wasn't at that point. I mean, they were not heavy. They were not great in the Big East. Obviously, the Big East was a lot different than it is now. Uh, You know, you had the football schools there. They were a non-football school. Sorry, Andy, but, you know, they weren't the same as, you know, as Miami and and you know Virginia Tech and and all those schools, um, Temple, yeah, Temple, uh, <laughs> and, and they had a facility that was not great. They had no practice facility, if I'm not mistaken. At that point, Davis Center was not built. Right. Um. So everything that's kind of come along these last twenty years has been Jay, hasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. He's pretty much had to like uh, sound the sound the bell for the basketball program, but he also tried to be fair to everybody. I mean, when the way the Dupont Pavilion was built back in the day was, you had a basketball court, you had a side court, you had a track, you had you know all kinds of stuff going on there. They, they wanted everybody, you know, they had a, an area for uh, baseball guys to play pepper. I mean, it was just right. uh, you know it was it was kind of a the back kind concession of area, right? Yeah, and, and so you know they they really wanted to like improve things, and uh, that was Jay. I mean, Jay kind of like sounded the uh, you know sounded the bell for that, and then when they finally got to their first Final Four in '09, you know people said, oh, you know maybe we do have something here because the recruiting was better, and um, you know things were happening. You know, starting with '06 with the with the uh, well five with the Sweet Sixteen and '06 the Elite Eight. So yeah, things were were generally moving on up, but yeah, Jay kept the kept the pedal to the metal to make sure this stuff was going to happen. Mike, I think people have to remember is he was going to Rutgers. Oh yeah, all but so, gone. Right, and then the Villanova people came in and said, "Hey, wait a minute, we got we got." And, and, Villan- and, uh, uh, it was uh, it was Vincent Castro, it was Edward Dobbin, uh, yeah. Reverend Edward, Edward Dobbin, who was the school president. Vince Castro was the athletic director. And the other thing I think people have to remember is even though he had that great recruiting class and the one kid got hurt, the, the, the kid who was supposed to be the best kid, but Jay didn't make the tournament his first three years. And I think right. if he had not made the tournament his fourth year, I mean, Vincent said this, he, he, you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know if Jay would have survived to a fifth year. And fortunately we never had to find out. And then Joe, the three of us all went through that year in 2012 when they were God awful 19 losses. The recruiting had fallen off. Um, We had to talk about it not playing in the CBI or the CIT or whatever it was. You don't want to lose your 20th game. Yeah. (laughs) And then the next year, you know, Arch comes in as a freshman. Um, Three of the freshmen from the previous class had left. Hilliard was the only one that stayed. And he wasn't supposed to be the good one. He turned out to be really good. But they made the tournament that year. They snuck in. And then everything, you know, just kind of took off after that. But. You know, it wasn't all just, you know, and every coach has that. I mean, you know, Coach K had his couple bad years, and, you know, every team has bad years. But it wasn't like, you know, people, like you said, Kevin, revisionist history. People, oh, Jay was there 21 years, and they were great for 21 years. Well, 
No, they weren't. And even the year after they made the the final eight that one year against Florida, you know, the next year they had a, they got Scotty, who yep. only came here because Oklahoma's Kelvin screwed up. Right. They got to the barely got to the tournament, and the next year they lost five straight. The year I t- started covering them. My first, they lost five straight games by double digits mm-hmm. in late January, early February, and still made the tournament. They might be the only team to do and then actually won two games in the tournament. Well, and, and Mike, I'll, I'll even backtrack this even further. You know, they win the title in 85. They get to the Elite Eight in 88 under yep. Rowley. Then Rowley leaves in 92, and there was a real chasm uh, in, that, in that fan base because of the way Rowley left. Uh, Rowley made it clear that there was facilities issues that he felt were at play. Uh, he didn't feel totally supported. Then Steve comes in, Steve Lapis, and for all the success Villanova had, they won an NIT. They were great in the regular season. They had Kerry Kittles and Jason Lawson. and Two NCAA wins while Temple was going to four final, final eights. Final eights. Yeah. And by the time it, it got to, to Jay's turn, Nova was an NCAA afterthought. But you got to remember in the 90s, though, and Joe, I don't know, I guess Joe wasn't covering them, but they had some really good players. Oh, I mean, Lawson. I think Steve, look, I, I'm not going to knock Steve. Steve. I think, and the one year against Miami, if that one call doesn't go, you know, the foot on the line, they probably would have made the tournament that year. Yeah. But, I mean, they had Curry Kittles. They had um, the kid from North Jersey that only stayed a year. and went. And went. Tim I mean, Thomas. They had Tim Alvin Thomas, Williams. I mean, they had, yeah. Yeah, they had, I mean, the one team that I think Jensen was telling me was three or four pros on it, mm-hmm. but they lost in the second round twice in back-to-back years. And the old, they lost and the old overtime game to Old Dominion. Yeah, right. but you know, hey, look, uh, Vill- Villanova. I said uh, from '88 to 2005, I think won two NCAA games. It might have been three, but I but that was it. That it, it, Raleigh might have won one in '91 or '92. I think he did. You know, for Villanova to go 15 years or 16 years or whatever it was and win three NCAA games. Yeah. And, again, John Chaney's going to four final eights in that time. But, hey, look, nobody remembers that now because they've won two national titles. Right. And that's kind of the whole <laughs> you know? point of the question line. Now, Joe, yeah, there's, another, I mean... <laughs> Joe there's another part of this that you, you remember when he took over, and Villanova was the black sheep in a lot of ways among the city five school or the city six, okay? That, um you know, people didn't really get warm and fuzzy over Villanova. He helped change that, didn't he? He helped kind of mend the fence between the city and that program. And it wasn't just because he was winning. It was because of the way he acted, correct? Oh, yeah. You know, always in a first-class manner, but someone who, you know, wanted to keep the Big Five going. I mean, you know, obviously in the, in the 90s you had that era where, you know, there was only two games per, uh, you know, per team that one year, which was, well, a series of years, not just one year, but it looked like the whole thing was going to fall apart. And he helped, you know, maintain it, even though Villanova has been winning every, everything in the Big Five over the last, uh, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. Um, you know, he's still been very supportive of the big five. You know, they're going to keep playing the games. So I don't know how that's all going to change with Jay not in there anymore. But, uh, you know, he was always a, a real champion of the big five. And, and that's and that was very important when you're the team that's winning all the games and, and all the other teams are like uh, 
So, and all the other people are saying, why are they playing these games against these, uh, you know, the temples and LaSalle's of the world? Well, because it's the big five and, and we want to keep the tradition going. And that was a, a real feather in Jay's cap, I thought. Yeah, I think people around the city still don't like Villanova. They like Jay Wright. There is a difference. Uh, okay. And that goes, back, that goes back to Raleigh because Raleigh just, just turned everyone off. And again, as we've said before, it wasn't just Raleigh. Temple wanted the same things Villanova wanted. They wanted to play on their home court once they got their, you know, you know they were building the new whatever. Um, but they, everybody likes Jay. Or right. if you don't like him, you respect him. And, you know, as Joe said, he never tried to big-time anybody. So even though he's won like 29 of his last 30 big five games, all but won by double digits. So, you know, Temple hasn't beaten him in eight years. St. Joe's hasn't beaten him in eight years. Let's say – but again, it's just when Villanova gets people look to Jay and say, "Hey, I like that guy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard not to like him, right? Yeah, I still remember what uh, Phil told me at the Big Five banquet after Nova won the 2016 national championship. I said, "Did you watch the game?" And were you uh, rooting for Nova? He goes, "Oh yeah, I, I was because Jay Wright is my friend." Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. And well, he also went to give Jay back the uh, Coach of the Year trophy. The trophy, that, I know yes. that was that was a funny that was a funny situation too. But but the whole thing was, uh, you know, it, it was hard not to like Jay. Are you surprised that they just went and got Kyle Neptune right away and didn't look? I mean, it's a national program now. We've we've all said this that they could have gone on a on a Big search if they wanted to. Um, yeah, but this might have been Jay's. This might have been the reason why it happened. Joe, yeah, it would take too. It would take too much time time to go do a national search, and and I don't even know what when they started talking to Kyle. Like, um, you know, when did they start talking to him? Two months, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I got to believe that after Villanova was done. You know, they got home from the Final Four, and Jay probably let people know what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. And I got to believe this was part of a plan. Now, whether it was part of a plan when Kyle went to Fordham last year, I don't know this. I, I have no idea. But I remember when Cheney was at Temple, and Nate Blackwell was going to take, I think, the same Bonaventure job. And John basically said, Yo, you know, nah, you might not. Now, Nate had problems later, and you know, but I think everybody thought Nate would have been the coach. But, like, if they went on a national search, who are they getting? I met Mike Jensen and I had this conversation like three, four years ago. Like, tell me who who you look at. Not that they couldn't have gotten him. I don't mean that. But do you want to be the guy replacing Jay? I mean, at least in Kyle's case, it's you know, it's kind of like the guy taking over at Duke. Yeah. You know, um, but John, would you want to be would you want to be um let, let, let me come up with a guy? I don't like um would would you want to be a guy who's a coach now coaching a team having some success going to Duke. No, you know, I mean, and so who would want to come to Villanova? Okay. I mean, people would want to, people would want to come to Villanova. I don't, I don't mean it that way, but you know, this, this makes sense. So what is Kyle but, Neptune? What is the best thing about Kyle Neptune? What does Kyle Neptune bring to the table, Joe? That's he brings, well, he brings a defensive mindset. I mean, Fordham's defensive numbers yeah. here were really good. Their offensive numbers were lousy, but that I think was a function of the of the personnel. Yeah. But uh, you know, he he brought 
he brought excitement back. I mean, Fordham, you guys have been in Rose Hill gym. Oh, yeah. Like a tomb. But, hey, you know, at least they had people interested in Fordham basketball, the alums, all those people from New York that, that are Fordham graduates actually got excited about the program again. Uh, you know, I, I think they're they're a little hurt that, uh, you know, Kyle Neptune only lasted a year, but – you know, I think they all recognize. Well, not all. Nice of them. Most of them recognize it's a it's a it's a better opportunity for Kyle Neptune, and and uh, I think he's going to do he's going to do fine. But like Mike said, it's you know you're you're filling in some big shoes, mighty big shoes, and I don't know about the uh, fan base at the Pavilion, but you know they yeah. they do tend to get a little uh, upset when things aren't going their way, which you know hasn't happened for a while. I mean, while, let's but. look at it this way: if Jay had stayed let's say five years, just throw a number out there. We're all pretty confident that the next five years would have been pretty good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they would have got to a final four. I don't know if they, but they would have been good. They would have been dominating the big East. Probably they would have been, you know, probably at least four tournament appearances. Yeah, absolutely. Oh no, I would give them five. Okay. But again, you know, but they would have been a one, two or three seed, probably three of those times. But again, do I expect, I don't know very much about Kyle. I don't know very much about, like, will recruits look at Villanova the same way? I don't know. Well, this is where Jay has to come in and talk yeah. to them. Say, yeah. Hey, now, now here's, what, here's what you're facing now, entering a new season. You have three signees coming in. You have a, a freshman class that didn't really play a lot last year except for Jordan Longino. Are they going to stick around? You've got Slater has another year coming if he wants it. Caleb Daniels has another year left if he wants it. Justin Moore, God knows how long it's going to take him to get yeah. better. You got to think January first yeah. as the best case scenario, but uh, you know it, it could be a, a rough, some rough sailing. I, I mean, obviously Jay is going to have to. No, but what I meant, the, Joe, Joe, what I meant was next year, the year after. Like Jay ain't the guy you're coming to play for now. You know, Jay ain't the guy in your living room, and, I, and Kyle might be great doing that i i have no idea but it, it will be different and and i don't think we've seen a lot of scenarios where a guy of jay's uh stature or whatever word you want to use there leaves and the next guy comes in and and has the same amount of success yeah and i don't mean that to be unfair to, to kyle or or villanova oh, or i mean the like hubert that. the hubert davis example this year but that's carolina and that's a little and different. that's one year i yeah. mean let let's see hubert do that and I'm not saying he can't. I, I don't mean that in right. any way, but we've all gotten used to Jay, right? I mean, you know, we, we, we know that when they get to February and they go on the road in some big game, they're going to win because that's what they do. They're Villanova and they're going to, you know, they're going to gut it out or they're going to somehow, some way. Well, now they got to show that they can do that without, you know, Mr. Armani, or well, this year, I guess he wasn't. I you actually know, no Armani this year, Mr. Nike actually, Nike tracksuit. Yes, I actually like that matching tracksuit uh, suits. Yeah. But again, you know, two years from now, Villanova in February, whatever we've come to expect from Villanova, you know, and, and a Temple faced the same question when John left, you know, and I thought Fran did a hell of a job when they were still in the Atlantic Ten, won three straight A ten titles, mm-hmm. for crying out loud. But then when they got in that new, but anyway. I mean, that's Kyle's. This year, I think, yeah, there's going to be problems this year. Not problems, but I mean, you got to re-recruit, like Joe said. You have to convince the recruits that we're coming, all those kind of things. You know, is, is, is Moore going to play? Is he not going to play? You know, there's many questions. But Well, and, and how, honestly, the other one is 
how does his staff look? Does he keep Mike Nardi? Does he bring back Ashley Howard at this point? I mean, well, there's no room. There's we're, no room for put <laughs> He's got you've got George Halkovich as the top assistant, right, right. Mike Nardi and Dwayne Anderson. Though I mean, unless or, one of them decides to take off, and that and that's the that's the next logical question. I mean, you know, does he? And I don't Kyle's, know. Kyle was there eight years. He's coached with all those guys. Yeah. You know, uh, and he does know how to recruit. So, you know, it's I don't see any, I don't see a lot of change here. I mean, no, I don't either. I would be surprised if there was, but I don't know the inner workings. You know, maybe the, a guy figures that, hey, maybe I, I want to go somewhere else. I, I don't know. Yeah, I have to believe at some point, and maybe not as much as I would think, but Jay had to sit down with his staff, mm-hmm. right, when, when they finally figured out, couple days ago, three days, I don't know, whenever, and said, hey, guys, this, this is what's going to happen. You, you can't, you know, and he, he got, but I can't believe anybody on that staff that worked with Kyle. I mean, let's face it, it's better for the staff than if somebody came in from Xavier. Right. Completely you know, fresh. Then, then there would be changes. And I think for at least a year or, or whatever, I think the staff will, you know, because Nardi's done a good job, George has done a good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, would Ashley come back? I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I think Ashley might just take a year off, or I don't know. But where's I think going to go. It's like, where is he going? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, last question, Joe, before we get you out of here. So, on March twenty twenty three, where is Jay Wright? In a, in a CBS studio doing the NCAA tournament. That's my, that was going to be that was going to be the that's the question. Is he end up? Is it almost a given he's going to end up on television? I I don't know. I don't know if he's if he's committed to TV like a like a like a Seth Greenberg or a Steve Lavin or, or somebody like that who sits in a studio. Well, Lavin just Lavin just left Fox. So. Well, well, yeah, but because <laughs> you got a yeah, example. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, you, you, are you sitting in a studio three or four days a week commenting on on the game? And how's the bidding going to go? Is ESPN going to outbid Fox? Will Jay rather talk about Big East games than 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 non Big East games? I mean, there's a lot going on. He has a lot of choices that he can make. I mean, he's going to have some opportunities. Yeah, and, there and I don't think he's going to want to be doing fundraising seven days a week. That's for sure. Uh, and, and TV is something too that is kind of part time. Like, well, yeah, you know. Right, so that might appeal to him only today. I only have to work three or four months or whatever. I mean, he's done it. He's been on the TV, so it's not like it's like a new thing. But, you know, Jay might come in with something totally out of left field that we hadn't even seen, that we don't know anything about, that's an opportunity. Or he may just say, you know what? I'm doing nothing. I'm going to help Villanova. I'm going to be there for Villanova. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in my backyard with my wife and right. have a nice glass no, of sitting, wine. And he's maybe sitting he at a for, beach house in Avalon, or he's at Overbrook Golf Club playing. Golf. No, the beach house is oh. in Ocean City. And, right, Ocean and, City. and there was a report. Our buddy Dennis Deach. Okay, you know Dennis, obviously. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dennis works in real estate down there. He says that Jay's beach house in Ocean City is up for sale. Okay, he tweeted that out last night. So, but that could mean two <laughs> things. That could mean two things, Kevin. Oh, he found something better. No, somebody told me he's got a house in Florida. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know why you won't, but again, I don't know, Jay. But yeah, he could be. I mean, but I do know because my friends live a block away from him in Ocean City. 
He's right. He has you know, very nice, obviously. And last year, he just like raised his house or something because I guess of the floods or whatever. So he, well, hey, look, you're Jay Wright. You can do anything you want. And he may do something for two years and say, this stinks. You know, and, and, and God forbid uh, the Lakers come at you with something and you look, you turn around and say, yeah, that was- you know, he's, young, he's young enough that he could get back into it. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm just saying he's more young shocked enough. If he went to the NBA than I, I was last night. What's that? I would be more shocked if he went to the NBA than I was last night. I agree but, with is, you. but is there no. another college job that would appeal? No. 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 I agree with you, Joe, 100%. But I've learned in this world to never say never because, you know, what we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or happen next week or happen, whatever. And all of a sudden, there might be this job there where somebody just throws it at him and says, hey, and you look at it and you say, man, that's that's not bad. Like, I don't know this. Like, I, I haven't the foggiest idea, and, and that might be the furthest thing from his mind. But, you know, what if, what if God forbid, Doc Rivers leaves in a year or, or you know, or whatever, and God forbid the Sixers management says, hey, Jay, you know, I don't know. He might say, no, thank you. It's been nice, but no. But you just you just don't know. If he was seventy, I would say, yeah, forget it. He's just you know, he's going to go off in the greener pastures and whatever. But Jay's young enough, and sometimes I think these guys get out of it for a year or two. Some don't miss it, but some do, and I don't know which category Jay falls into. So who is the new face of college basketball? Jay was supposed to take that mantle, obviously from Bill just... Self. Oh man, that's an ugly toupee face then at that well, no, point i mean I'm, I'm being serious i mean is it still coach cal i don't know joe um I, i'm tom izzo tom izzo was no, always tom too old. i think i mean i think he tom, hasn't won, so, he hasn't, I, I i always thought tom izzo was because because tom izzo is is good to people yes oh he's yeah well I mean, could, obviously could, there's been issues at michigan state with other stuff yeah. but i mean is it more is it mark few is it um the guy at UCLA. It's tough. It's tough. Well, it could be uh, uh, what's his name? Um, guy who was at uh, is it Mick Cronin at UCLA? Mick Cronin's at UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. yeah, it could be him. I, I mean, if you're asking me that question, I, I would say the three guys that would pop first into my radar would be Cal, Bill Self, and Izzo. Th- th- that would be my three. Um, Didn't you just say Izzo's too old? I, I think he is, but but he has more accomplished than you know himself and Calipari are the three most accomplished coaches. I think now that Shashevsky and, and Williams are gone, I mean maybe I'm missing somebody, but I think they're the three. So and you know Bill Self's the only one of them that's got two titles, and it's a sport in big trouble at this point. You hate saying it that way. It's not in big trouble as far as like oh it's going to fade away, but uh, there's a lot of chaos at. And there's going to be a lot of issues going forward. I think that. Hey, there's chaos in college football, too. Yeah. Sustained for the same reasons. Uh, Joe, before I let you go, uh, well, two things. Uh, let me give it the serious one first. Did you happen to see the ESPN thing on the Paterno legacy this week? I did, yes. Uh-huh. What was your thoughts? Not much new. No? Just, uh, you know, just trying to determine if he, if he has a legacy and what is his legacy like. But, you know, you get 50 people in a room and 25 say yep. he's got legacy and the other 25 said he messed up so there there was really nothing there that i saw that uh was were you were you you surprised franklin 
totally avoided the subject? Yeah. No, I wasn't surprised He's at all. He's probably been told to. I don't think Franklin wants to get involved in that right. in a exactly. group setting. Yeah. And they you, offered, what, is Franklin, was, what is Franklin going to say? Oh, I'm, I'm just I'm, – no, I, I mean, he look, he looks stupid when he's up in front of that microphone. And, but what is Franklin – and I know John Barr, Barr's trying to get him to say stuff or whatever. What is he possibly going to say? Look, Coach Paterno helped build a great program here. We know, obviously, the way it ended is not. No, 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 no. Penn State right there cuts you off. Okay. Penn State well, doesn't he said, he that said something like that in the early years. Right. Yeah. He wouldn't say it now. I mean, it's 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 old history. What 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 purpose does it serve for him to talk about it? No, it does. I mean, look, we all know that there's going to be that comma in the first graph, Joe Paterno, comma, but you can't deny. Do I think he was wrong in the Sandusky thing? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He could have done more. He admitted he could have done more. Okay, but you can't just lose sight of the fact of everything that happened either. Yeah. Um, I just think that's hard to do. But when you put that next to the lives that were ruined, and again, like Joe said, you get into the argument of how, how much did Joe ruin them, how much did this, the, the, the administration ruin them, how much did Sandusky ruin them, whatever. But you, you just can't ignore that, especially since they paid out like $50 million or whatever the hell they paid out. It's just a shame because for 40 years, whether you liked Penn State or didn't like Penn State, they were there. Here, was this, here was this man who stood for something mm-hmm. that you thought was better. Do you, you think know? it's still, Joe, do you still think it, it eats away up there a little bit? Do you think it's still a, a big issue or is it was that overblown by ESPN? Oh, no, it wasn't overblown. I mean, it was a 10-year anniversary deal that was held up a little bit because of COVID. But, yeah, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, there's going to be an anniversary for everything, you know. Yep. I wasn't sure if it was going to be the 10th anniversary of Sandusky's arrest or the 10th anniversary of Joe's passing. I mean, it, it, you know, they right. managed to fit both of them in there. But, you know, it's it, it, people are going to talk about it, and, and, and other people are going to say, hey, man, ancient history. So, uh I, Human nature. On a more happier note, Joe, I, I got tickets to my first Broadway show. Oh, what'd you what'd you see? Or I, I, I am seeing in September. What? Hamilton. Cool. That's a good one. Uh, I like that one. I'm doing that on a Saturday night, uh, and I'm going up on Friday and I'm seeing Billy Joel at the garden. Oh, even better. That's a, that's how, a good, how much money are you making with the school district? <laughs> that's it's a not great a, double header you got there. Th- this this is called this is called uh this is called the wife's anniversary gift, and uh, yeah, but that's costing you more than I just spent on my dog to save her life. So I mean, no, it's not that much. Well, I'm guessing Billy Joel. I mean, Billy Joel was 150 bucks a ticket, and a hotel, uh, Marriott points. Okay, there you go. <laughs> you still have them. I, wow. I, I am, I am, I am chock full still of Marriott points. That was the great part of the baseball beat, Colonel. Oh yeah, that's I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I still have that twenty days in a those twenty days in a row in a hotel in Florida pay off yeah, after a while. Yeah. I still have like six hundred thousand, but it's mostly because of the credit card I have. Well, the credit and card if I helps go to Hawaii too. next year for my fortieth. That'll cut that a large chunk out of that out. So, yep. um, man, I, I I might have to go up to see Billy Joel with you. Wow, I will get you the information for the ticket. Yeah, I, I've thought about doing that. He, he does, what, one concert a month? One a month at the Garden, and he's resuming it in August, but we're going to the one in September. So Okay. Uh, Joe? Well, have fun. Yep. And, and you know where we're going for dinner. 
That's yeah. true. Great. Yeah. I was there. You're going, uh, you're going to um, White there Castle. There two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three weeks White ago? White Castle. Two right, weeks the ago. Number, the number one special. No. No. It, okay. it, Trey Colery, which is Joe okay. and I's favorite restaurant. Kern doesn't think it's as good. Yeah, well. When did I ever say that? <laughs> why, Kevin, jo- why do jo- you put words in my mouth because I would go get a hamburger be- before? Because, because, because you have that exact same response, and that's great podcast content. No, Joe, so I appreciate stupid. it. No, it's, it's I, I'm the one that has the, the real Parmesan hanging over the plate. I mean, you know, whatever. But it's just that when I suggested other things, every, like, oh, by the way, there's a great deli over there. And I my the response I would go okay whatever I'm easy. No, that's you know? great podcast content. That right? is great content. <laughs> hey Joe, have hey, retired Joe, have fun at the press conference tomorrow. I will. I'll see a lot of people. Joe, send send my best. I'll be uh, I'll be teaching my uh, I'll be teaching my history course. So excellent. Well, good I'll luck, doing, Kevin. I'll be doing. Good nothing. to be with you, all Michael. Right. All the best. We'll be on the golf course let, soon. Yeah, let me know about Joe. Uh, let me know. I'll playing. I'll go out and play with you guys. Okay. So we're ready. All right. Well, we're not ready, but uh. we're we're re- we're as ready as we're going to be. All right, Joe Giuliano, formerly the Inquirer, still the Inquirer. Thank you very much, Joe. We'll be back on work on the beat Thanks, right after this message. <laughs> Thanks to Joe Giuliano for joining us as. Uh, Obviously, you know, I think we all were a little stunned last night by the Jay Wright news, but uh, best wishes to Jay and Patty. Uh, I think Mike is. is I had four four people last night, like, text me, were you surprised? And I just responded the same way. Who was it? I mean, like, really, other than the guy that wrote it for the athletic, I mean, I I don't know. I was... (laughs) You know, it's funny. In talking to a couple of people today, they kind of now are starting to put the pieces maybe more together. Um, or, yeah, but that's in hindsight. Yeah, if, hindsight. If, if you ask people two days ago, they wouldn't have said, "Hey, yeah, Jay's retiring." Yeah. You know. Um, let me let me give a uh, a shout out here to uh, my friends at uh, Window Nation. Window Nation is one of the uh, is the premier. Uh, Source to get windows done. They have their different specials. You may want to check at windownation.com to find out what's going on. They are going to be working at my house and uh, looking forward to getting a set of windows here shortly. Yes. They might have a a Mike Kern special. You never know. They may have a Mike Kern special. I know. You never know. We're we're getting getting the windows done, Mike, uh, because... Kevin, you're spending money like left, right, and up the middle. Well, we're doing some some home improvement. I know. Hey, look, I I had stuff going around here. I know what... Yeah, I know what that's all about. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, you know, know, it's one of those things of got to improve while you you can. And uh, yes, uh, obviously... When you have a house, Mm -hmm. if people... It's always something. It's it, it and, and as soon as you think it isn't, it is something breaks. Yep, you know. So it is, you know. Well, plus I'm too, old, I'm too old to worry about that crap. Plus, anymore. plus, Mike, after five years or after two years of basically doing nothing, um, you know, it's nice to get back out and be able to to use some of this stuff again. You know? No, it's not. Why? I I like it when you go like 15 years without doing anything. <laughs> Just yeah, you know, maybe you put some coat of paint on a wall. Well, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, there was finances that were saved up during the pandemic that we, you know, obviously with with no vacations and all that, that we decided to, that we're deciding to, you know, maybe. In the last five years, I've had a new kitchen, a new basement, 
Um, I've had none of that. A new bathroom. Um, I had to put a ceiling. I had to put a ceiling in yeah. the one area, uh, like a like a uh, you know drywall, and I had to fix obviously the basement here because of uh, some flooding. You'll love this. My one friend who moved down to the shore lives in one of those like right outside of Wildwood. Sure. Had a raccoon come through his roof. How'd you like the, the middle That's the of the money night? pit right there? <laughs> well, it's well, it's, it's kind of like one of those like I, I don't want to say a trailer, but it's like a single wide kind of thing. Double wide, like, double wide. Well, his is a single wide. He okay. doesn't have the double wide. But anyway, at some point the, the raccoon got in. They had a, they got a call, and, and oh my god, I could see me if there was a freaking raccoon yeah. like trying to get in them. Oh god. Um. Uh, all right. So we're gonna switch. Obviously, the biggest story for most people last night. Was uh, the Sixers taking a three zero lead on the Toronto Raptors? Uh, basically, ended their first round series. Joel Embiid's fadeaway three with point nine seconds left in overtime to win it breaks the tie. So Sixers will go for the sweep. Their first sweep, I think, Mike. In did I see thirty one years? I think it was eighty five. Um, but and I don't know if that was a best of. The first time they, the last time they swept the best, best of seven, seven was 85, I believe. They beat the Bucks, I think it was. I mean, what have you seen in this series, obviously, but besides the fact that they're beating up on a, they are beating up on a battered Toronto team uh, the first two nights. And then last night, they kind of, uh, they, yeah, they, but they, I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it, it before, because before the series started, more people were picking Toronto than were picking them. Or as many people were picking Toronto, they, they, Toronto was the fashionable pick. So you know, Thibel couldn't play in Toronto. This, that, whatever. Um, yeah, and then if Toronto's got a guy out. Okay, fine. That happens. Middle, I mean, the Bucks now have a guy out. The Suns have a guy out. Their best player. So yeah, I mean, the Sixers dominated the first two games. Last night they stole a game. Sometimes in the playoffs you have to steal a game. Yeah, and they did. By the way, last you mentioned it, 84-85, last seven-game series sweep. That was the Bucks in the second round. Right. The last series sweep in total uh, was 1990-91 when they also swept the Bucks in th- in three. In yeah, and point. since 85, they've been past the second round only once. Yeah, that was... Um, 2001. 2001, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, and they might not get past the second round this year. We don't know. Like, can we take anything out of what this series has shown? Yeah, they're going. To, they're going to get to. They're going to either win in four or five, and they're going to get to the second round. And they might be more rested than the team they're going to be playing, because uh, the Heat is one-one right now. So, but I mean, again, like people, it's amazing this town, Kevin. I, I love this town. So the Phillies go from being, you know, uh, this 90-win team to, oh, my God, what the hell? Okay, after eight, 12 games. So the Sixers go from being this team that everybody hates Doc, everybody's down on Harden, they can't beat Toronto because Toronto just beat them a couple weeks ago, and now they're, they're going to the finals, you know, because that's Philadelphia. That's the way, that's the way we are. By the way, and, Miami's up 2-0, I should point out. Oh, I thought oh, it was uh, – it was, uh, Chicago, oh, Milwaukee is. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and the Celts, by the way, are also up 2-0 on, you know, the on Nets team the Nets. that everybody was fearing. And, and look, I'm not going to write the Nets off, but 
Uh, but again, it, yeah, is it great to up 3-0? Absolutely. And, and I think what they've shown you is a, is a glimmer of a hope that they can play with anybody. Like that if they play the Heat, that they can maybe beat the Heat, although they won't be favored, but that's okay. Who cares? And if they play the Celts or the Nets or the Bucks, they got a chance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all you can ask for. But again, you know me, I'm cautious. Don't don't start planning the parade routes quite yet. You know, oh, get, no. me, get, You're right. get me past the second round. Get me past the second round for the first time in two decades. And then then let's get on the wagon and see where it takes us. But they ain't there yet. So and and like last night. Now, the play at the end, they won the game, great, whatever, great play. Doc calls a timeout. How come two other times at the end of regulation, they had Joe they Ellen sitting with the ball? No plays at all. They weren't yep. running the play. They weren't trying to get to the – Al, Al is screaming into the, the team, get to the basket. So all I'm saying is – and I think Doc's had a really good series. I, I think Doc – he the week off, I think, did them, did them a lot of good. Uh, apparently, everything they're saying, it did them a lot of good. Doc's had a really good series, so I'm not going to knock anything. But the Miami Heat is next, and we will find out then, you know, are they good enough? And and they might be. They, they You know, I, I don't think there's any team that they can't beat, but then again, I think all the other teams could beat them. Yeah, and, and I think that's a fair way of approaching this. I mean, look. I, I think the best team, to be honest with you, Kevin, is the Celts. If, if They've played Williams, the best. If Williams plays, now I, I don't know, you know, what his status is going to be, but they're good, and they've been good for like two and a half, three months. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, they're one of those teams that uh, they're one of those teams that has just kind of flown under the radar until like two, two months left here in the season, and yep. uh, you know, I will say that the best thing that I've seen out of this whole group has been the way Embiid has has responded. I mean, well, he's, the, he's the MVP. He ain't going to win it, but him, Giannis, and Jokic are, are the three best players. Right, there's no doubt, and you can and, and you can make a case for any of them. But to me, Joel deserves the MVP. That's me because they played two thirds of the season without his number two guy. And they're and they're still here, yeah. And of course, this doesn't count. But you know what he's doing now doesn't count towards the MVP. No. But I just think if I had a vote, and maybe it's because I live in Philly, but I have nothing against Joker. I have nothing against Giannis, who's a two-time MVP. And if I was choosing a team tomorrow, and I had the first pick out of those three guys, I think I would take Giannis. That's just me, right? Because I think he does more. But again, it's splitting hairs, and it seems like Joker's going to win because. All these people taking these straw votes, whatever. And I, I, I think, you know, I don't think that's necessarily fair to Joel, but maybe it's not fair to Joker if he doesn't win. I don't know. Um, let me let me switch topics real quick before we say goodbye. Well, we can talk Flyers because I was down. No, there. no. Uh, you know the thing about the Flyers? It's amazing to me, Kevin. What's that? Be, they're not even the worst team in the league. Montreal and um, um, what's the other uh, Phoenix or Arizona, whatever the hell they call them, they're worse. And and Montreal was in the finals last year. Yeah, well, Montreal also played without Carey Price all year. I get it, Kevin, but I mean, you, you go from 
from the Stanley Cup Finals to the second-worst team in the league. The Flyers wouldn't win the AHL right now. They wouldn't. That's how bad. I mean, it's a bad. It's a bad product. Oh, it's bad. It's worse than it's bad. It's a bad product. But they're only two or three pieces away. Just remember that. If Provorov, I'm telling you, I don't watch all, all the games. You know, I, I if Pro, I see Provorov give up the puck in his end one more time, I'm going to throw up. I, I mean, they have these giveaways, and I'm sure every team has giveaways, and I'm sure you know. I don't mean to pick on Provorov, but he's supposed to be one of their better players. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, whatever. I mean, and look, you can't judge anything on what's happened in these last couple of weeks because they're 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 not playing with their players. They're just out there, you know, it's kids playing or whatever. So, um, and in all fairness, they did have guys out this year, but still, Giroux goes to this other team and he's playing great. You know. Yeah. So, you know, so what does that mean? I don't know. I'll root for him to win a cup. Yeah, I hear you. So that's it for us. Uh, you didn't want to say anything about the Phillies? Well, all right. I, I'll say it. You're the Philly guy. Go ahead. Say something. Uh, they are as mismatched and as problematic as they've ever been. They are part of the problem they have have is the same flaws. Everybody believes these flaws go away. They don't. They don't. I mean, this is what they are. And this is what people have to get used to. You know, Harper might have an injury. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. He might, I mean, they, it might not be anything, but it might be something. Well, with the elbow, right. Right. These guys, they, they're hoping that he doesn't have to get an MRI. It's not good. Here, Here's what I think, Kevin. And I, 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 and I still, and before the season started, I thought they would win mid-80s a little bit. I, I thought they'd be in the playoff. I, I figured... Give them the sixth spot in the playoffs. Right. Because they're going to be a softball team. I think there's going to be times this year where they will hit the ball. You know, they're going to get, and they'll have a week or two where they're, they're going to hit the ball. And they're going to outslug teams and whatever. And then, But p- good pitching and defense usually beats good hitting. Mm-hmm. We know that. And I still think their bigger pro- – yeah, I know their defense is horrible. Their pitching isn't that good. And nobody seems to recognize this. I mean, they've made all these changes to their bullpen. Is it better than last year? I'm sure it is. But last year was historically bad, and the year before that was historically bad. There, I don't think Wheeler is going to be – I don't think Wheeler is going to stink, but he ain't going to be the Wheeler that was, in, that was winning you to Cy Young last year. No. Okay? Uh, Nola just looks like he's still Nola. Um, where else am I going? I mean, I, I think Ranger Suarez – I think he could be decent, but it's, like, but there's he's due for a sophomore correction. Right. I mean, but what do, what do Eflin and, and Gibson and I'm not knocking these guys. I don't mean that they stink, but they're they are what they are. And mm-hmm. and if you're going to go out there now, the Phillies I think have had five games already where they've only scored one run or less. Okay, yeah. and I know hitters don't hit in April. I get all that. And one game against the Mets when they didn't score for the first seven, then they rallied and got five. And they don't win in Miami, and they don't win in Colorado, so I, I get all that. Now they have a homestand. But, Kevin, I just, I just – I don't know, man. I mean, these, I mean, is it the manager's fault? I, I, I mean – I don't think he helps. Well, well, then, yeah, that's not good then. I mean, that's not good. No. Think about this town that we live in. The Flyers went out three years ago or four years ago, whatever it was. Got Elaine Vigneault, who was, had a pedigree, right, 
took teams, and then in the second year they won a series. Mm-hmm. They lost in seven to the Islanders, and, and where are they now? Yeah. The the the, the Sixers Purgatory. went out and got Doc. The Sixers went out and got Doc. And look, Doc could win a championship this year or next year. But people a couple of weeks ago were down on Doc, you know, and he's, you know, he's had fights with the Raiders and all this kind of crap. We go the Phillies go get Joe Girardi, and we're like, okay, that's a good pick. You know, he won a World Series. I, you know what I think Joe's problem is, and, and maybe I'm. Maybe I'm not as much of it. I think when you coach, when you manage the Yankees, and then you go to try to manage another team, and I know he did well in Miami years and years and years ago. I just think it's a different animal. And he only won one. He only got the one World Series with the Yankees. Yeah. You know, but that's me. But yeah. and you weren't you weren't as high on the team before the season. I know you said you thought they were going to be an underachiever. I just um, I look at the early, yeah, I look at the problems defensively. I look at the problems with their bullpen and their starting pitching. And but how do you fix that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. They're I don't in purgatory, really Mike. Yeah, uh, and you know what I think the problem with their offense is? It, it's a it's a it's a blessing curse kind of thing. They have so many movable parts in their offense that they can throw out ten different lineups, right? Yep. I mean, they can back it. But that can be a problem also, I think. Yeah. Because you can move guys all over. Because it allows your manager to try to run out 10 different I like it when you just put Bryce Harper in the three spot 150 times a year. I agree. You know, but that's me. You know, and the the 08 Phillies, what did they do? Rollins, Utley, Howard, um, Worth. Mm -hmm. Right? You didn't even have to look up. You knew what the lineup was every day. Right? And then Chooch was in there somewhere. And uh, Victorino was in there somewhere, and um, life was good. Yeah. yeah so, I don't know. all okay, right, Mike. Then. All right, Mike. We will. Uh, we have a meeting to go to tonight. So, yeah. How about that? Uh, by the way, the Philadelphia Sports Traders Banquet will have their. Uh, they will return May second. So, uh, what's what's the website? Do you remember? Um, P.S. Is it? Sportswriters.com or phillysportswriters.com. Sportswriters.com, I believe. Um, but you could always Google PSWA, I guess, and something would come up. Yeah, and it'll come up, and uh, you'll be able to order tickets for the. It's not the Crown Plaza anymore. It's um, well, it, yeah, yeah, whatever it's, a, they call it's it. a new name. Uh, right on Route Seventy in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill. So uh, yeah, and come come see Kevin and I. Yeah, we'll be there. So we could we could do a podcast from there, Kevin. We could. We yeah. could. I know. Let's see if we can. Nah, that's too much work for you. Nah, it's not that you much. Want to, you want to enjoy the evening a little bit. All right, Michael. Okay, man. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. You got it, man. Take our, care. Our thanks to Joe Giuliano for joining us. And our thanks to you for joining us. This has been Working the Beat. <laughs>